doesn't matter. I want all my picks back, and I want David goddamn Putney just because I feel like it. You're out of your mind. Yeah, I am, man. I proved that already. You make this deal right now, Tom, and you get Bo Callahan. Say it with me. You get Bo. You do your job. That's what's the problem right here. Hey everyone, we're back from break, back from winter break, back on the Springfield College campus. I am one of your hosts, Reese Merritt, and across from me is... Nate. <laughs> Nate Emerton, that's Never right. Never change it up. Never change it up. <laughs> the hosts do not change here. Hey, it's been a little bit since we last talked to everyone. If you haven't checked it out, we did an, a remote version of the podcast, episode 13, um, over our winter break, but we're back in the studio. And we've gotten a little bit more into the off season. There is oh, quite a bit to cover. Yeah, yeah. Of what lot. has transpired, especially in the coaching situation here. Really, what happened there? I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. Um, I want to get to a couple things first. Following this four and thirteen um, season that we had, only one win in at home. I, mm. I, I recognize that. I didn't really, I didn't really process that, but it, it was only one win. Yeah, at home. That was against the Bills, too, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so um, I'm a season ticket holder, and take a guess at which game <laughs> I didn't go to. The Bills game. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. I went to two games where I'm pretty sure I saw the Patriots score zero points. Oh, wow. Well, I, I, maybe three, but I don't, which, don't really. Which game? P- potentially three, actually. Hang on. It was, um, I went to Chargers. That was zero. Yep. Right, zero six. Six. And then I went to the <laughs> really Saints. Really game. Was that a shutout? <laughs> we got demolished. I don't know if it was a shutout. And then I went to um, another blowout very close to that week, and that was I'm forgetting about it for a good reason. Was it the Cowboys one? No, no, no. Okay. Cowboys. So was the Saints away. was uh, um, the blowout one, which was zero zero points. Yeah, we Goose got shut out then, and I'm pretty sure we got shut out by another team that I'm just. I'm blanking on, but I went to the game and I. Um, it shows how much I remember the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, wasn't it the Giants one because that that was away. That was away. Um, so maybe then, then the Cowboys one was also away. Maybe it was so I'm just not helping two. you out maybe here. It was just two. I th- I think I I went to the Eagles game that was close opening day. Yeah, that one was twenty five twenty. Yeah, and then um, maybe I only went to those, but two <laughs> of them were shutouts, so that was good enough. No. Oh. Nice. <laughs> Good <Yeah>. stuff. Fun. <laughs> um, I actually, anybody who's not involved with Foxborough Fanatics, and if you're coming on for the first time, welcome. But also, if you've been part of Birthplace Studios, you actually have heard my voice quite a bit because mm. I went to Hoop Hall, which is 2024 Spalding Hoopball Classic, features the best high school basketball players in the nation. Right. And they all came, got to see Cooper Flag, talked with him. Mm. So, you got a question in there? Um, talked to for some really cool players that had really interesting stories that I was able to reveal. And I mean, those were 12, 15, 20-hour days. Jeez. Like, <laughs> not kidding. That's fun. You, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like, that's when it, you have to like it mm. in order to do that. Yeah, and are you a big basketball guy? I know you're a big mm. journalism guy. But not a huge basketball guy. Yeah, so that's I, I've learned much more now. Well, that's good. That's step I had out to make sure to know. I, a little bit. I had to make sure. <laughs> everyone, I know what a 24-second shot clock violation is. I know <laughs> what that is. 
that's pretty I good. I know. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so um, the one that was interesting, and the football fans around will find this interesting, is I talked to Koa Pete. Koa Pete's older brother is um, Andrus Pete, who is a three-time pro bowler for the New Orleans Saints mm. as a guard. So I was like, well, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool um, guy to run into. Yeah, it's like <laughs> he, he was massive, six foot nine. Oh, jeez. I want to say 215 pounds. I think di- different sites say different. No. Really? <laughs> well, these guys are like 16, 17, 18 years old. 215, though. 6'9", that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, but some yeah, guys yeah, were lighter. I you know, because th- some of them, I, I I forget that, like, even though you may be super tall, your your length is distributed <laughs> yeah, <laughs> over <no>. more space. <laughs> you definitely I just, I'm thinking, like, 6'9's got to be about LeBron's height, and I'm curious. Yes, yes. I think LeBron is also six foot nine, but also LeBron is quite built. Yeah, he's two fifty. Yeah. <laughs> so like, uh, so I was gonna say head, he's just... like like getting towards that Gronk size in terms of weight. Yeah, but like Durant is seven foot and he's two forty. Like, and <laughs> no, he looks no like big a deal, twig, right? No big but deal. But he looks like a twig compared to LeBron. Actually, so I just <laughs> speaking speaking of basketball, uh oh, the Patriots today have signed Michael Jordan. They have signed Michael Jordan as of January 25th, 2024. The guard. The offensive guard. I thought we were getting an MJ. No. we are getting the MJ. We are, just not the one you thought of. Not not the Bulls guy. (laughs) Uh, Different guy. For a future contract for the 2024 season. We got him. Hmm. All right. I'm not exactly sure why. I'm sure they have their reasons. He's just got that dog name, so just get him in. We had to get as much star power, goat power, that we can possibly (laughs) get since we lost some... You know, back in, like, the 2019. Yeah. After that season. You know, I'm going to start saying that. Anytime somebody gives me some, some backfire in the past, I'm going to be like, dude, we got Michael Jordan. We got, yeah, we got the GOAT. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Podcast over. Yeah. Easy. Um, the next thing we want to go into was that, um, again, as of today, 25th, wide receiver Kayshawn Booty was arrested in Louisiana due to an illegal sports gambling investigation. <sighs> um, he faces one felony count of computer fraud and one misdemeanor count of gaming prohibited for persons under 21. Mm. This is has to do with violations that occurred before he was with New England. Hey, he's not 21 right now? He is. No, he okay. is. Okay, I was going to say. Wait, no, wait no, a minute. He, he is 20 <laughs> he he is over the age of 21 now. Yes. He's um, got to be up there. Yeah. So his violations had to do before that time. That makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. I mean he, he is 21 now and it is said it was found that Booty placed more than 8,900 bets between April 6th of 2022 and May 7th of 2023. Yeah, Booty turned 21 on May 7th of 2023. So he was 20. Yeah. He was 20 at the time. Started before, so he was 19 when he first started. Had his 20th birthday. Um, at least 17 of the wagers were apparently placed on NCAA football games. Six of which were on LSU games, yeah. which is where he went to school. Um, but according to a f- source familiar with the case, Booty never bet against himself. That's not proved. That's just according to a yeah. source. That source is not known. It's unknown. It's probably like his mom or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, that's, it's just wild to me. I, I kind of overlooked the uh, alert when I saw it. I mean, we, you just saw I just got off the phone and I was talking about it. It was kind of news to me, but... Like, that sucks, but at the same time, might as well have it right now. Like, let's just get another receipt. Yeah, on the offseason. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of sad because I feel like 
Booty had a lot of potential. Yeah. He also was true. not getting reps during games. Like that stopped. True. And true. I don't know if he had off the field issues or whatnot, but betting. <laughs> bet yeah, they, they already knew. <laughs> um we don't know that. We don't know that. Yeah, it was yeah. a joke. <laughs> um but that's what happened with him. Yeah. So I'm 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 sure we will not see him next year. Yeah, probably. I, not. I don't I don't feel confident, especially with the wide receiver situation at the moment, that they're gonna be like, let's keep this guy around. Right. We should probably with a team that is completely being restructured. <laughs> and receiver is a big big part of that. Yeah. 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 No, I, I agree. Just a weird thing to happen. Like we lost um what is it? Jack Jones or Jonathan Jones? Jack Jones. I always well. forget the Jones. But yep. um like Jack Jones got into issues, JC Jackson's just issues. Like we like let's just clean out house right now. <laughs> like let's just anyone who wants to cause issues leave. <laughs> leave. We're trying to rebuild. <laughs> really, yeah. It's it's, it's a new culture. Yeah. Too. But eighty nine hundred bets? Yeah, it's a lot. Eighty nine hundred. And I'm I doubt he was putting like a dollar down. It, right. Right. He <laughs> probably had a decent amount of money at the time. Yeah, if if my math's right. If my math is right, mm-hmm. that's at least, you know, more than, like, 5,000 bets a month. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right? You know, that's 60,000? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. That's more. <laughs> a lot of bets. That's a lot of bets. That's a problem. How much time does he have on his hands? What was he betting on? <laughs> <laughs> Horses? <laughs> Horse racing. That, that curling rugby game was <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so I, you know, that that's there will probably be more information to come on that investigation. Um, so it, that it's unfortunate to see that. Uh, but moving on, like we said, big coaching situation here. Gerard Mayo is officially the head coach of the New England Patriots and Bill Belichick. Am I correct when I say um, mutually parted ways? Yeah. Um, with the Patriots organization. You know, in his press conference um, that included Robert Kraft, um, it seemed very wholesome that yeah. it was time to leave. Um, you know, Bill's up there in age two, and – you really felt it. Like, he explained, you know, his compassion and uh, love for the fans and that this was his home. I mean, it was. Yeah. For years. 24 years. Right. It was I, his home. I mean, it it was shocking to me. I jinxed it. I'll take full blame. I texted my brother the night before. Don't you think it's kind of weird that Bill's not gone yet if we were going to get rid of him? And then at, like, whatever in the morning, <laughs> I wasn't up yet. I, all I saw was a text, you jinxed it. And I was like, what do you mean? And I looked and I was like, oh. That's on me. But, yeah, it, it was a good good way to, s- like, separate. Yep. It was a good breakup. Yeah. Good good memories. Rebuild time. Yeah. It was all right. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm all right. <laughs> I feel like I still expected it. I'll admit, I thought when – because at one point, Bill said that he was willing to give up his um, – general manager duties right in order to keep coaching and that was that was right after um the season had ended um it was also right after we recorded the 13th episode and it felt like maybe he's actually gonna stay and i had been stuck on this 70 percent everybody knows this by this time everybody knows me i was at stuck on the 70 percent since i think november (laughs) 
that he was going to leave. And my opinions based on uh, do I want him to stay as a person, as a fan, or what, what is actually going to happen? As a fan, I want him to stay. As what I thought was best for the team and what I felt that was, it, what was going to happen, I felt like he was going to leave. Yeah. And that's ended up what hap- happened because I think, I think it was just time to move on. And the, exactly. again, the general manager, the, the duties that had to be done to choose players for the draft, for free agency, and build this team, they weren't working anymore. Yeah, I think, I think that's a good point. It's like, Bill, I don't think is was a bad coach even last season. Oh like, yeah, we played horrible, but I don't think he was a bad coach. I think, in like Kraft's eyes, regardless of when he actually decided to do this or not, yep. it does not matter what time. In his eyes, it was kind of like we didn't know um, the future. Mm-hmm. It's time to move on. Kraft's a, a winner. Which yep. gives me hope. I think Kraft wants to win in the next five years, and I'm not saying Super Bowls. I'm just saying like, be a winning team I, I, in five years. Like, yeah, he does not want to just kind of roll over for the next few years. I mean, Kraft's getting up there in age. <laughs> I'm sure he wants to see yeah, some more winning. Right. And it's just, I think we didn't know like Vrabel is, yep. was going to be open, so yep. it was kind of like, all right, let's make the decision, get rid of Bill. We'll take Mayo. Like. Just clean house, young team. Let's get some momentum back, and then maybe even like make a huge change next year. This year mm-hmm. might be maybe not a big personnel change, or that was probably the wrong word, but like depth chart change season. But it might yeah. be just a huge hey, this is new football. This is what we're going to be doing. We're going to have fun. We're going to be good. Like, and then make those depth chart changes. Yeah. Like. That's just kind of what I saw in my head. Yeah. I have, a couple, I have a couple points off of what you just said there. I think Robert Kraft, in my eyes, is one of those uh, owners that is very much involved with the future of the team, but also is very good at separating himself. Yes. Being like, I am not in the position to make the decisions of how the coaching should go or who we should bring in at certain positions. That's not something he, you know, integrates himself into. He stays away from that. But when he needs to step in, I feel like he does that. I feel like he's, you know, managed that very well. I agree. And you mentioned Vrabel, too. Something I also mentioned on the last episode was I wanted um, to have, when assuming at the time yeah. that Bill was going to leave, that the next day that that coaching – position should be filled right and that it should be a flip like that snap of the hand right which and it, it and that's when that's yeah. exactly what happened so i was very happy with it again when this happened i was working coupon so i didn't get to talk about it and whenever <laughs> i saw it i was like oh cool next thing yeah. <laughs> you know it would move on but i was very happy to see that it was seem you know it, it there's no there's there's no turnaround it's like it never happened it yeah just, it just it oh just new happened. coach new coach oh no move on there was no time to, you know, I don't want to say poo-poo, but just be like, oh, no, we have no coach. There was no time to panic. Um, and I also want to point out as my next point that I was very happy um, because that because we don't have – Patriots don't have the offensive coordinator position filled, defensive coordinator or special teams. I was very happy to see it, a coach come from within the organization. Yeah, I – 
I agree. And I didn't know that, like, Mayo had that whole thing in his contract where, like, you are the next head coach. Yeah. I didn't know that was a thing. That was weird. So <laughs> so I think that's cool. That means they set set him up, like, hey, you're the next coach. He knew it was coming, that's which right. makes me think, like, he's not thrown into the fire. Like, maybe he's, you know, tossed into the fire. But, um, <laughs> like. I forgot about that, too. Yeah. That, he, that was already pre-planned. He, who knows? Maybe he took a lot of good things. Maybe Bill was helping. I don't. I don't know. Maybe he wasn't. But um, to me, it's a good and bad thing. I think it was yep. a good thing because now we got him. He's young. He seems like he's gonna do well. I, I didn't love it because someone like Vrabel was open. So who knows? Maybe if we didn't have this in stakes, we could have gotten him as head coach and then put Mayo at like defensive coordinator. Yep. I don't know if in Kraft's eyes that's what he wants but then just couldn't do but maybe he signed this thing two years ago and we didn't know when bill's gone you're the next head coach like i i like that yeah it's kind of cool to have someone in place to step up it's not like hey you're fired Uh uh-oh what do we do now it seemed like they knew what they were doing there was structure yeah so i just i i i hope he lives up to the expectations that are kind of like in my head and i'm not saying like like, oh, we better be, like, contenders or this, that. I just hope he looks like he knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Like, I hope it's not, all right, this guy never played offense, never has coached offense, never has called plays in his life. What the heck is he doing? I hope it's like, oh, wow, good call, good play. Oh, man, we're not that good. <laughs> like, that's whatever, whatever. I just think that's my biggest issue. Like, he yeah. has to, he has to be good at this. We don't know. He's never had experience. So it's it's scary. Yep. But it's also there's no shot that they said, Yeah, you're the next head coach of the New England Patriots when Bill leaves and he not and he won't be good. Like Right. Like that's just that would that would be crazy to me. Yeah. Well it's now as fans, we get to experience what it's like to to take a risk, really, in the coaching level. Mm. We haven't done that before. Maybe on a lower scale in a coordinator position, but head coach, never in our lifetime has that happened. Right. And now it's saying, all right, we're taking a guy, which really in my eyes, it happens quite a bit in the NFL. You take a coordinator and be like, all right, let's see how you do it, head coach. Sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. Right. W- uh, can I ask you this, though, too? Uh oh, yeah. Would you have, t- if you, if, let's say in a, a perfect world perfect world perfect world we're, on, we're in hollywood and we're making a movie about oh, it and okay, it's perfect cool. it's yeah. wonderful and you have a tick you have two tickets and one says mike rabel's your next head coach and drawn mayo is your head coach which one are you choosing um see i would have to go Vrabel only because you he's a safety net okay. drawn mayo's that like that flip a coin, you're either going to get great or not so great. Okay. You know, we know Vrabel's a good coach. Yeah. And he played for the Pats. Like, he's he's still you that. Think he's, like, how good of a coach do you think he is? I think the Titans are horrible, and he got them some wins. <laughs> like, But I, even him, like, I feel like his, the way he created that team wasn't great because he wasn't – I mean, I understand he's not the general manager, but A.J. Brown left during that time, I mean, right? It, and then – but you look at Brown now, he wants to leave again, whether he says it or not. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, I think there's there's give and take with every coach. Yeah. 
And I don't know enough about Vrabel, yeah. but I heard a lot of good things. And the fact that he hasn't got signed yet, too, though, is a little, a little like, odd. wait, maybe maybe he wasn't this great coach, and he yeah. was just hyped up to be one. And I, I, I don't know. I'm going to be honest. I don't follow the Titans often. <laughs> like, like, how much was it? Not your cup coach? of tea. Yeah. <laughs> was it him, or was it just Derrick Henry pushing guys around? Like, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Yeah. And, but – Gerard Mayo, again, what scares me is no offensive coordinator yep. and no offensive experience. Yep. That's what terrifies me. Like, I didn't, I didn't love Bill O'Brien. I mean, now, now, current Bill O'Brien. <laughs> Old Bill O'Brien <laughs> when we won some rings, right. sure. Yeah, but yeah. Um, didn't love him, mm-hmm. but I liked him. I yeah. think he had the experience and just knew what he was doing and just could make his own, like, play. Like, he could call his own plays. And someone like a young Mayo who just – doesn't have too much experience that would have been a good duo yep. but obviously that didn't happen <laughs> nope uh bill o'brien was hired by the ohio state university um for as their offensive coordinator so same spot yeah which is kind of for college yeah which but it's good i think that's a good call i think <laughs> he's, a, he's a very college level guy i agree yeah like he i think he's gonna succeed a lot more in college right now than Definitely. than he would on the pads Definitely. so that's fine but now who the heck are we going to have an offensive coordinator? I know. Well, I, see, back to the Mayo thing, I really feel like I'm really hopeful for Mayo. Simply because I feel like bringing someone new with all these other coordinator positions open, bringing someone new would be a, a wrong decision. And even yeah. though that Vrabel was in the organization, he, he, he isn't just coming from it. He's been away. He's been a part of a different team. Gerard uh, Mayo is also the first black head coach of the Patriots. Um, So let's take a listen to what he had to say uh, to ESPN's Mike Reese about the first Patriot black head coach on a one-on-one interview in mid-January. You are the the first black head coach in the history of the Patriots. What does that mean to you? Uh, It means a lot. It means a lot. And, you know, my grandfather, you know, growing up, he would always tell me stories about you know, how sometimes the best person doesn't get the job. And I'm very grateful uh, to be here. I'm very grateful to be a good coach. And I just happen to be black. And I think that's how it should, that's how it should operate. We want to get the best people here, equal opportunity. And, uh, and really, at the end of the day, we get judged on the wins and losses. What I kind of liked about what he said in that was that he just happens to be black. Mm-hmm. And I think... You know, and I think he said in his press conference as well that he does see color because if you can't see color, then you may not be able to see racism. But in this, in the situation of the coaching position, it shouldn't matter at all of what color you are, and it shows that it doesn't matter as long, no matter who you are. You know, heck, maybe we'll have women be coaches soon. There are some coaches in the NFL that are women. Um, it doesn't matter who you are. As long as you can make a positive attribute to the team and help win, I mean, as we know it, we would like to win. So let's get the best player or the best um, person available to do that. So I thought that was interesting what you had to say. Yeah, no, I, I definitely I love that response. I was just like classy. Yeah, it was like, hey, like <laughs> it was a humble. You know what? They just picked me because I was so good. Like and yeah, and like. Obviously, I it's nice. It's cool to see like he's first black head coach. But like he was just like, hey, like <laughs> like I didn't get it because I was black. 
I right. got it because I was good. Exactly. And that's something that, like, wow. That's like, even more empowering. Like, woo! <laughs> like, damn right. <laughs> <laughs> but that's I, that's cool. To, I never, like, knew that. I mean, thinking about it because it was, what, Bill, then Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll's in there. Parcellus or Parcells. Bill Parcells. Whatever his <laughs> name is. But, uh, which is kind of funny to think about. Those are all Super Bowl winning coaches, right? Yeah. So now – who knows? <laughs> Mayo, I mean, you, he won a Super Bowl with us on the team, I'm guessing. I When was he drafted? Yes. Oh, yes. or something yep. like that? Um, yep. He was drafted in 2008. Um, first round, pick 10. So when was he? Out of Tennessee. Um, he was part of the Super Bowl winning, winning team of Super Bowl 49. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Um, which was in 2014. Game was actually played in 2015. Yeah. Um, so he's on the team from 08 to 2015. And then four years later in 2019, he started coaching um, as the inside linebackers coach, which makes sense because he was an inside linebacker. Right. Wait, 2019 season as in we, like, won the suit. Correct. All right. So, so he's got two rings. Well, it, well tw- <laughs> no, no, sorry. No, so no, 2018 was the year. They w- season. We season. We yeah. <laughs> football's so confusing <laughs> with that. Can you just pick a year and stick to it? <laughs> so, yeah, it was 2018 season, 2019 we won. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And he's only 37. Right. He's young. He can doesn't you, look that you, young, can you to imagine, be honest. Can, but you, <laughs> can you imagine if he ends up being super good, how long we could keep him around? Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be kind of cool. He was also cool. the NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year, too, in 2008. Oh, wow. Two t- yeah. Two-time Pro Bowler. Yeah. NFL Tackles Leader in 2010. And, I mean, just speaking from the past, if Bill goes somewhere else, I don't care where he goes – we got to beat him. I mean, it seemed like we lost everybody who Bill coached with. <laughs> anybody, <laughs> right. anybody who Bill coached with, we always lost to. So if we're, we have now Mayo, who he coached with, who <laughs> we'll beat him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and now it seemed like Bill Belichick was going to Atlanta. Yeah. Because he had two interviews. But also in my mind, I'm like, what are you interviewing about? Because you, 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 can't, you, you can't ask, like, so what success have you had in the past? It's like, uh... Were you ever down and came back? <laughs> oh. um, um, yeah, actually... Do you think in at least maybe a quarter and a little bit more, could mm, could, could could you get 25 points? Is it the... Is Atlanta's owner... Uh, this is probably something you don't know off the top of your head, but is it the same guy? Because... Yes. Oh, yeah. So... so it is. Remember when you were standing Ar- on the field, buddy? Yeah. <laughs> Arthur Blank. Remember when you came down on the field? How did that feel when you had to walk back? (laughs) That's awful. That's going to be such an awful feeling. Yeah, I mean. Just for the whole organization. Feel bad for fans. I mean. And the papers. (laughs) The papers already had it written down. But everything, you know, after that Super Bowl, Atlanta went to a college football-like area. So, Well, the thing that's weird is that they've always been, like, okay. Yeah, they've never had the first pick or like top five. Well, that was that was like you know they had Matt Ryan and Julio like like they always had some big names that will win you games and now yeah. and what was his name Foreman Freeman? Yeah, Devontae Freeman. Freeman. Yes, <laughs> it was like like he was remember that one breakout year like yeah they just had some big names that it came did. through but they were a good team at the time. Yeah. Um, the thing that I thought was interesting. I mean, I guess I find a lot of things interesting about Mayo, but his, I I kind of like his uh, his um, children's names. Mm. They they 
I don't know why they decided to do this, but they got Shia, mm-hmm. Cheyenne, yep. Shiloh, Ooh. and Gerard Jr. <laughs> Fire! <laughs> like, that is fantastic. I love those names. Yeah, that's cool. Like That's a power move. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. So, that, I don't know. I wanted to mention that. Mayo also said on the Greg Hill Show, talking about draft picks. Mm. Let's talk about this a little bit. I would like to. Okay, yeah. He said, quote, we are going to take the best player available for the biggest need on the team. End quote. The reason I bring this up, and I'm going to bring up another thing that talks about a little bit more of culture and that culture shift between Bill Belichick and Gerard Mayo. Mm-hmm. Is I feel like he's revealing, not necessarily more, because he's not. He's not, yeah. he's not saying we're going to pick this position yeah, and this player, <laughs> which would have been an awful move to do. But it's opening up a little bit. Feeling free to... I don't want to say just give a dull answer because I, I'm sure Bill Belichick had enough with the media and was trying to protect his players. But it feels like Mayo's a little bit more la- relaxed in front <laughs> of the media. No, I think I think it's Bill 30 years ago <laughs> because if you look at Bill now, he just doesn't answer questions. Right. Unless it, he, like, absolutely needs to or he thinks that's a good question, mm. he doesn't answer him. And that's exactly what Mayo just did in a funnier and better way. (laughs) That was the most unhelpful thing. That was like, yeah, we'll pick someone. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, incredible. uh, An important position. He's saying that there's not important positions. So take that, punters. I don't know. (laughs) But but obviously, punting is an important position. Like, what what do we think the biggest or the best player available? At the third spot for the biggest team need, like what is yeah. that going to be? Because I'm thinking, I'm thinking. I'll actually go go ahead. This is how I'm how I'm laying out the draft. Oh, okay. So Gerard Mayo's in a nice old tux. I don't know why. That's an important detail. In a tux, suit, a suit. Nah, he's yeah. going tux. Why is it tux? In the draft room, <laughs> in the war nah, room. He, whatever. He's in a nice old suit. Okay. Yeah. He's he's this is business, and he has someone. He knows he wants. Okay. And let's say that's either Caleb, Drake May, or Daniels. Yep. Right? Okay. Top three quarterbacks in the draft. Yep. I think it's going to go one of three ways. Okay. Maybe two ways. Depends <laughs> on how I phrase this. <laughs> <laughs> one is we want Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams is going one. The Bears say, hey, you know what? We're going to run with Fields. We'll take Marvin Harris Jr. Okay. The Pats say something along the lines of, like, give us the one, you take our three, you take Harris, we're going to take Caleb. Do some trade to trade up and get Caleb. You want to trade up. So that – I could see that. Yep. If we – if Gerard Mayo's like, Caleb's our guy, if he's open, we take him. Yep. And then I think the second way the – sec- this is, like, two slash three. You'll see why. But we want Drake May, let's say. I'm just going to throw him out there. Okay. If Drake May is open in the three, because who's the two pick right now? Washington Commanders. Yeah, the Commanders. The Commanders don't pick him, let's say. Yep. And he's open, we take him. Like, okay. as easy as that. Yep. But let's say we want Drake May, and he's not open. He's mm-hmm. picked second. I think we go Marvin Harris Jr. Okay. I was going to ask you yeah. if, if, if we go off of quarterback. Yeah. It sounds Be- like – Because it's very interesting because – Based on where the uh, the Patriots are right now with the third o- overall selection, they're going to get a quarterback. Th- someone in that top three will be available. Right. It's will they? 
and it depends on whether they'd like to trade up, whether the Bears or the Commanders want to go a different route. And then it's like, well, if you pick two quarterbacks ahead, do you go for the number one receiver in the draft? Right. I don't know. And I also don't have an opinion on them yet. Uh, that'll be coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> the the workload is getting to me, so we, that'll be coming along. Yeah, but that's also in the sense of, like, I kind of know the Bears' situation more because I have Fields. Fields, I think, is a good quarterback. I don't think you need to get rid of him. But at the same time, if you get something good for him, then heck yeah. Get rid of him take Caleb. Like, yep, yep. I think they're in a really good spot. And they also have that. They're in a their wonderful position. Like, oh my gosh! Like, I wish I was the Bears <laughs> right now with all those picks. I mean, sh- they're still gonna blow it. Let's be real. But um, <laughs> like, I think they're just like I. I kind of understand what they're doing. They have a lot of options. It's like do. nobody's really talking about the Commanders. I feel like in Marvin Harris Jr. Like yeah. Sam Howell's not phenomenal. Right. But he also wasn't that bad. But it's like do you take one of the top three quarterbacks. But. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that, and that's my <laughs> it's question. So it's weird. like it's like Sam Howell. Let's. I'm just gonna call him. I'm gonna throw a random name out there. Or numbers out there. Scale one to ten. Ten's Brady, but um, no. Ten's Thanks just for really clarifying good. that first. Yeah, let's say Sam Howell's like a five right now. Drafting you may get way better, but you also might get worse. But Marvin Harris Jr. I feel like is a safer pick. I feel like just in general, it's safer to pick receivers you know are really good. Yeah, because there's. I'm not saying, like, college receivers is much different than NFL receivers. But typically, if you're just so dominant in college as a receiver, you're going to go out and do the same thing as an NFL player, typically. Mm-hmm. Quarterbacks, <laughs> you never know. I yeah. feel like there's so many hyped-up guys that just fail. Yep. And um, that's just a risk. Like, I feel like if you're the commanders, you're floating around like, like I don't know. I would pick <laughs> I would stick with Howell if I were them. Cuz yep. I don't know how young he is, but I'm guessing he's young. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. like I don't know his exact age, but like he seemed like he had potential to just get better. I think he throws a good ball. He spread it around a ton. So why not just get the best receiver in the draft? Yeah, yeah. Sam Howell's 23. Yeah, exactly. second year in the league. Yeah, exactly. Like see, I he could have been 28 in his second year, but um <laughs> Like that's that's huge. He's twenty three. Like do yeah. something with him. He obviously showed skill. Like I don't know why. I I just truly don't know why I always see them picking quarterback unless they're planning on having a little quarterback duel. Yeah, I really feel like I feel like it could go either way because as we saw with Mac Jones, different situation by the way. Yeah, clarifying. <laughs> it's hard to win without a quarterback that's elite. That is going to, you know, put their put their game in a like put out the best game possible to give their team the best chance to win because as we've seen if you don't have a quarterback that's you know at least decent Mm -hmm. you you have no chance you really don't because they control so much of the game you know can they control a whole side of the offensive game yeah Um, i'm gonna keep the ball rolling sorry no sorry you know what ball do you think i should keep rolling (laughs) football don't roll no they They don't don't roll roll well (laughs) Bowling ball. They're a little heavy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actively not keeping the ball rolling. Um, I, w- I want to point out a, a, f- a funny a funny clip. I find it funny. Um, I, uh, clearly in the, inter- in the press conference they did too. Um, in a press conference with Robert Kraft and Gerard Mayo, um, Robert Kraft tried to say Gerard Mayo's brother, 
mm. on his brothers, and yep. and, he, and he kind of failed to do so. Uh, let, let, let's hear uh, Mayo's reaction to that, if you will. Sure, right? Sure, right. I'll get it right. I'll get it right. Get it right. Well, we'll have to. No, it's all right. It's one of those black names. I'll help you with that. <laughs> I don't know. That was kind of like yeah. the fact that he said that. Again, different culture. Mm-hmm. It's completely different. <laughs> and yeah, I don't know. I I could see in craft space, and maybe he didn't fully process it, but it just felt like like oops. <laughs> yeah. Oopsies. <laughs> that was that was probably scary. <laughs> but but I mean that's just that's such a good sign. I yeah. mean it, culture in a in a locker room is huge. Like you want to yeah. be you want to be friends. You want to love each other. Like I, I listen to uh, Edelman's podcast sometimes, and like just hearing the stories, like. They were really fun. They sound like middle schoolers, and that's <laughs> why they were so good. Like they yeah. were just playing recess with. That's kind of like what the Chiefs felt like when they were just playing ball. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, I just it, it, it's huge, yeah. and I think um, that's good that he's he's just making jokes. He's getting close, and. Um, not to go back on it, but I think that's going to be like some quarterbacks got to step up and do the same thing. Yeah. Like he said some comment about a quarterback's like uh, something is real fragile. Confidence, I want to say it was. Mm. Oh, yeah. Take that in um, in bad quotes because I don't know if that's exactly what he said, but it was something along those lines. And it's huge. Like, like honestly, don't tell anyone I said this, but Mac Jones <laughs> is a better player than Zappy, but his confidence was shot. And Zappy played significantly. That's a better. really good point. Like, like if you take just skill, Mac is significantly better, and he's better than most people. His confidence was just horrendous, right? And it made him play like he was the worst quarterback in the league. Yeah, but he's not. He, I, well, he is, but he's not. Like skill wise, he's not. Right. I feel like I agree with that quite a bit because I feel like Mac was like a bit better than Zappy, like a decent, like a pretty good, like good amount. Yeah. But again. With Bailey Zappi, I feel like he was never really faced. But he was also in a really great position because he was a backup getting to play a bunch of games. Yeah, <laughs> nothing to lose. And step <laughs> up. Right, nothing to lose, exactly. And Mac Jones just was pummeled mentally time after time and time after again. And that's something that I try to look at. And I would hope, I don't know from any experience I've had, I would hope that scouts would be trying to figure that out too. Like, where's their confidence right at? Yeah. Because even if someone like, Tom Brady, he was laser focused, had a chip on his shoulder every single day, and was going to prove to everybody, prove to everybody that he was going to be the best player out there. Yeah. And I feel like even in sports that I've played, I know I've been better if in my head I can go, I can be the best player out here. I just got to show it. Oh, I just got to sure. go do it. I mean, just look at like chirpy players like back in the day, like Richard Sherman. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, that man was annoying, but he was so Gun good. Pe- other people's heads yeah. by doing it. Ramsey, like, like just all these corners. I feel like that cornerback like mentality mm. is what you just need on every position. Yeah, and you would just be significantly better. And um, I hope that quote was kind of hinting at maybe parting ways with Mac. Yeah, because I hope that's like a hey, let's let's send him off, see what he could do, like. Go try it somewhere else. But you, if your confidence is fragile and it's broken, leave it broken. Mm-hmm. Sweep it somewhere else. Yeah. Like, I know we've done a lot of percentages. I feel like my feeling that Mac will end up elsewhere is probably – I'm going to give it a nice 
98.5 percent. Yeah. I, I I was having fun with that. I could say I could have said 99 percent. I'm gonna I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say 74 percent only because. We don't have an offensive coordinator yet. True. Because if for some stupid reason we get Josh McDaniels back, we damn well know that. There's a bigger, <laughs> that, there's a bigger that, chance now that Matt that Jones Bill's is not starting. Gonna, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like, I think I, ideally, I don't see why he would stay on the team. Okay. Like, okay. I, I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, just bad locker room presence. It's bad for him mentally. Like, as a, he needs as a, a reset. human being, like, like you know, you just lost your confidence. Like go somewhere else. Like yeah. go on a retreat. Go lock yourself <laughs> in, like Aaron Rodgers did. But okay, no, maybe else. not that far. Not that far. <laughs> <laughs> like, Whoopsies. I, I don't know. I just. I hear you. But he's also not gone yet, which is right. kind of. I don't. I don't think they're gonna make that move so quickly. I yeah. I guess there's a lot wait, of there's a lot the of moves draft. going on right now. But then what is he? What do you? I know it's off season, but like there's well, he's just taking reps with the team, knowing he's not gonna be there. Well, I, I, I mm, that's a, this brings up a good point. I feel like he may end up being released or traded, probably around free agent time. Because okay. I, I don't think he'll end up taking reps with the team again. Yeah, yeah, because that would like again, la- like just late locker March. room. Like you don't want you don't want him in there if you know he's just not gonna play or play well. Like. It, yeah, I, I get that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to keep moving on to another point. We've talked about Mayo a lot. Let's go into these coordinators. I'm going to list them out for you, Uh-oh. and I'm going to do my very best, my very best yep. to make sure I don't bore you and make everyone go to sleep. So I'm going to do this. No, don't. I'm tired. Did you fall asleep? It's t- I'm tired. Wake up, Nate. <laughs> wake up, wake up. So we've got, for our offensive coordinator, we did interview Bengals uh, quarterbacks coach Dan Pitcher. He's been part of the Bengals since 2016, and it used to be part of the scouting department with the Colts. However, he was just signed as the Bengals offensive coordinator. Mm. So, not possible. <laughs> Two other offensive coordinators, uh, potential offensive coordinators, have been interviewed. One is Rams quarterbacks coach and passing game coordinator Zach Robinson, originally drafted by the Patriots in the seventh round, picked 250 in the 2010 NFL draft. He, ever d- however, did not make it past September and was released. So, <laughs> I mean, that was when Brady was around, so I didn't yeah. really need that. But um, he's always been a coach with the Rams since 2019. Okay. I like him. Again, Rams again. Tight what? ends coach. I'll get to it. Nick Cayley. Um, he's been all over the place, including New England. Um, he's been a graduate assistant, student assistant, secondary coach. Um, he's coached in New England um, from 2015 to 2022, and it's been in L.A. Um, for a year. I think those are both very good options because I feel like the Rams – Offensive game has been quite good. Yeah. And they've been able to acquire some very underrated guys, Kyron Williams, Puka Nakua. Um, I, I like the history that um, Zach Robinson has because he's been with New England, even though for a little bit of time. Um, and then he was with the Rams for quite a bit of time. Right. But I also don't, I don't mind Kaylee either because 2015, 2022, he's with New England. Already knows the system a little bit. So I thought those were very good interviews. Yeah, and it's it's funny how you mentioned like everybody's got to be at New England at some point. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I don't know too much about them. That's okay. I didn't. Yeah, I should have did my homework, but I did my real homework. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I did my fake homework. <laughs> I just I don't know. That's something where I'm gonna find out who the offensive coordinator is and probably hype him up until I actually find out what he does. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, um, where's Wes Welker right now? Uh, Miami. And what is he? Do you know what he is? I think Receivers? he's a wide receivers coach. Yeah. 
I they rumored about him. Yes. And um you know, Danny Amendola's uh what is he, special teams coach on the Raiders? Is he? I wanna say so. Okay, so he is. So Danny Amendola is the coaching assistant slash returners coach for Las Vegas Raiders. Wes Walker hasn't had it, or neither of them have not had any interviews with New England. Yeah, I, those are just, like, it seems like we're hiring such guys in-house. Yeah. And they're just two players, you know, just those receivers that were small, little, but they had their dog in them. Like, <laughs> like who knows? Who knows? I'm not necessarily saying, like, offensive coordinator. Yeah. But that, that would be cool to see some some return yeah. in, in them. I'm just throwing it out there, rumors. Yeah. yeah. You pulled up your phone there. Yeah, I'm a little Nate. breaking news. What, what happened? <laughs> what happened? I'm gonna botch the name, so um, I'm just still gonna say it. Breaking news: <laughs> The Falcons plan to hire Rams defensive coordinator Raheem Morris at their head coach position. Well, I guess that leaves Bill Belichick with jobless. You know, that's so. crazy to me because Chargers have a coach. That was like our Jim big Harbaugh. place. Yep. Yeah. Um, which makes sense. I think that's a horrible decision in the long run, but it makes sense. Like winning, winning coach, obviously just came off lots of success in um, college. But like, I, I don't know. I think, I think he should have stayed in college. <laughs> but okay. Regardless, yeah. regardless, he um, does have that uh, mentality for it. Yeah. Um, the, the Panthers also hired their coach too. Right. Um, Dave Canales. I don't know if that I'm pronouncing that correctly, but um, from the Buccaneers. Me. Yeah. Um, I just. That's limiting Bill because um, Cowboys rumors murmured, but they hired, um, what's his name, back? Mike McCarthy? Yep. Right? Yeah, like, um, so those rumors are false. Right. Um, I mean, Eagles, those are murmurs. I would hate that, but <laughs> they're murmurs because, like, everything on the Eagles is honestly pretty good except for something, and the first thing you do is get rid of your coach. But right. they haven't yet, so that's, again, murmurs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> This is not leaving Bill for so many spots. I mean, Bucks maybe? No. No. I just no. Murmurs, man. Murmurs. What if he just doesn't make coach a coach again? Yeah. Coach again, yeah. Defensive coordinator for bats? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's going to take a coordinator spot. That I would be awesome though. <laughs> he has no way he's getting like demoted. I don't see that. I don't see a world it's promoted that. from unemployed. <laughs> uh, that's true. <laughs> My gosh. Hey, I'm going to keep it rolling again. I'm going to yeah. keep the ball running. For the defensive side, um, another player that – or, excuse me, another coach that has been signed elsewhere. Uh, we interviewed uh, Steelers assistant defensive back coach Gerald Alexander. Um, he was from the Steelers, uh, but coached also for Montana State, California, and the Miami Dolphins played in the NFL for five years. He was hired as the Raiders safeties coach. So we did interview him. He's been hired. Those who have not been, current Patriots defensive line coach Demarcus Covington has been with New England since 2017, so he's been interviewed for that. That would be an in-house selection. Yeah. Um, quoting you. Yeah. In-house. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Uh, Saints linebackers coach Michael Hodges has been with New Orleans since 2017 as a defensive assistant um, in his current role. Also worked at Eastern Illinois, which is the home of Jimmy Garoppolo and oh. Tony Romo. Oh. Yeah. What a commentator. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he's not a quarterback. I don't know. No, no. Honestly, he's a better commentator than he was quarterback. And he was a good quarterback. <laughs> I mean, there he's good to both. He's a very good commentator. I love yeah. him. Um, also worked at Fresno State and Texas A&M. Also, Broncos defensive back coach Christian Parker 
Uh, been in Denver the last three years, was the defensive quality coach, uh, quality control coach for two years in Green Bay. Spent five years on the defensive side of the ball at the collegiate level. Mm. Um, and again, the last one, Panthers offense, excuse me, Panthers outside linebacker coach, Tem Lakabu, first year at Carolina. Um, he was born in the De- Democratic Republic of the Congo. Okay. kind of cool. Found uh. that out. Um, and he never seems to stay put. Like He's worked for six universities and four NFL teams, including the Bengals, 49ers, Bucks, and, of course, the Panthers. But those were never yeah, – they weren't in order. Like, like he'd wor- he worked for a couple of universities and then went to an NFL team and then went back to college. Then So it was never – I don't like that. That's it it kind of made me a little nervous. Yeah, that, that's not great. Yeah. So those are the defensive spots for that. And then special teams, uh, Rams assistant special teams coach, um, Jeremy Springer, again, another Rams coach, been with L.A. the last three years, also coached with Marshall, Arizona State, Texas A&M, and UTEP. Uh, and then for special teams, again, former Giants special teams coordinator, Thomas McGowie. Um, excuse me if I'm pronouncing that wrong. He had an interesting lineup of where he's been. He's He played for a short time in 1996 to 1997 for the Bengals and the Eagles. Um, again, he's a guy who I won't bore you with all the places he's been, but he's been coaching special teams specifically since 2002. Okay. That's a long time. Longer than I've been alive. Yeah. Same here. <laughs> so that's the lineup there. We'll see what happens with that. That's just your general information of who who's, who's on the lineup for potentially getting these roles. I don't really have an opinion at this point for defense, yeah, um, or special teams. I mean, I, I, I do really like that Giants guy just because he has a lot of experience, and that'd mm. be great to get in that'd there. That'd be cool. Um, but I, I, I do feel very, you know, I, I have a lot of hope that the Rams coaches, whether it be Zach Robinson or Nick Cayley, may end up having a positive impact. Yeah, I, I think my only real like thoughts would be yep. special teams I'm I'm up in the air like it's huge don't get me wrong big mm-hmm. big big part of football but like hiring in house for special teams I think could be good okay. just just cause gut feeling don't want to explain it because <laughs> um, I'll explain why I don't love in house recruiting for like defensive coordinator because they always say like if you recruit inside you're going to have to fill that position. And I think our our defense has just been too good. Like, we don't mm-hmm. really want to mess with it too much. Yep. So if we lose that, we lost – well, the defensive coordinator, it's been weird throughout the years. But let's just act like we, like, had one and now he's gone. Like, Bill, gone. <laughs> right. I think it's like let's not touch too much. Let's just kind of fill someone in that would work well with what's working. So you're saying bring someone outside yeah. into it that will be best fit to just, work with what's already existing? Yes. Like just someone who, I mean, coordinates, who's just like, hey, you know what? We're going to run this now. Yeah. Someone who knows it. Someone maybe who, like, s- kept losing to it or yeah. something. Like, I think out of house is big for defensive coordinating. I think if we, like, touch too many of these linebacker coaches or this and that, like we lose some of that just natural skill, the little things that new England's always been good at. Like we don't, we don't want to necessarily lose that. Yep. And that again, who knows how like smart that actually is. 
that's just my gut feeling, and this okay. is our podcast, so I'm going to say okay. okay. I don't have a necessarily opinion of, like, who shouldn't, but I think the defense is – the defense needs someone who may – doesn't need more ideas. It's just going to maintain the level of play yes. that are, is already existing. Comparatively to the offense that needs someone <laughs> who's going to reshape – the offense into a modern NFL offense because it's not looking like that at the yeah. moment. That is going to be prepared to completely restruct a team, including chemistry, not just skill, but with chemistry too, um, with players that are confident and will have a lot of trust in each other. Yeah, I probably couldn't agree more with you right Thank now. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> We've left something out. Uh-oh. We haven't even talked about general manager. Oh, and to goodness. be honest, because we are it right now. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, there's been not a whole lot of talk about that. Yeah, which is very interesting. Other than like they may not fill it, just because craft. <laughs> and I don't really know what to say to that. Other than like I would love to see a general manager, like an assistant from a team that's of course done really well, but like from a team that is very modern. And I say yeah. that with thinking in mind of the Dolphins and the Texans, mm. those type Texans. of teams. Detroit. Yes. You know, yes, those yeah. type of. Yeah. Not and, the and <laughs> Well, even with the Dolphins, like <laughs> these teams that have a true identity. No, I know what you're talking about. Because yeah, yeah. like Detroit, they have a bunch of players that are willing to fight to the end mm-hmm. that like – their stamina is off the charts. They're willing to work with each other throughout all 60 minutes or more of the game. Right. Where Miami seems to be a team that it's it's full of speed. Mm-hmm. That that's how they win games is that they're going to beat you over the top. <laughs> you know, yeah. but also as like a decoy. Like yeah. let's let's send Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle all the way down and then just run. And then have the players that are also very fast and great after the catch. Right. Yeah. No, you're definitely underneath. right because so it's. I would like to see someone like that. Yeah. In the general manager position. No, I definitely agree because like even with the Dolphins, like their running backs aren't power backs; they're just speed. <laughs> right. <laughs> like yeah. Everything in that is just speed. And it, it's just the way that the team has been built. Yeah, and that's their only kryptonite is the cold. But um, <laughs> like. Kansas City weather. As Brady once said, again, bad quotes because it's all coming from my head, but, like, <laughs> their bodies throw, uh, slow down, but my mind doesn't. Like, mm. like that's just <laughs> – but regardless, that's – I agree. Like, we need to find what we are. Yeah. And I don't know what that's going to be. And it, I, it is weird that there's not much GM talk going. Um. My only thought is just you think Kraft would rely on Mayo? Like, hey, we've had the same coach GM thing. Like, you're our coach now. You're our GM. Or That'd be interesting. Or do you think Kraft saw, like, I mean, besides, you know, our bunch of Super Bowls. But um, do you think just Kraft, few, you know. <laughs> Kraft kept seeing, like, oh, my gosh, we picked Sony Michelle over Lamar? Or, like, that's just the first yeah. one I thought of. Or someone over – Nikhil Harry. Nikhil Harry <laughs> over everyone else. Was that A.J. Brown? Yes. Yeah. And, and Debo Samuel. Oh, Debo. Where was Both. DK? Oh, that one too? Yeah. So just tons of and good And Deontay receivers. Johnson. Yeah, he's bad too. But I mean, still, better than well, Nikhil Harry. Yeah. Just like, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. bad. No, you're, I just, 
Trust me, I remember that time <laughs> very, very vividly. I just, I'm curious if Kraft is just like, you know what, I'm sick of this. I'm going to, like, re- I don't know, do it himself. I guess it'll depend because you, if the true feeling is that the draft is the issue, maybe you bring in someone to direct the scouting department. True. Maybe you bring someone else in, and true. then you have Mayo lead in terms of general manager. I'd say just in general, though, like the draft was the issue. Like the Patriots' best players were either undrafted or like the fourth round. Like, <laughs> like Belichick always just got these guys who wanted to play and turned them into great players that fit his scheme well. Like, I mean, our first rounders are just brutal sometimes. Like, not all the time, but <laughs> yeah, but. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, don't I'm. Know. I'm. It's weird because I know you know Matt Groh has been in the position around player personnel and scouting, and then Cameron Williams, as of recently, has been in there, and then Elliot Wolf was, and so I feel that's that even that system has been shifting, and I don't know if that's an attempt to try to fix things per se, but I I think. That's another. That's another conversation we'll have to have um, when more news is revealed. Um, today we did not get to any hot takes or a game because we had so much to talk about. Yeah, so too much. much, so much. Um, but the next time we speak, my hope is that there'll be a little bit more general manager news, depending on what happens. Hopefully, maybe, maybe, maybe we'll be new coaches. Maybe we'll have some <laughs> new people around. Yeah. And can I just make a quick correction? I, I would, I would say we had a game. Because we didn't really say much. Like this was all conspiracy. Like this <laughs> was a game. At oh. least it was for me. Like it's all, it's all a game. Like it's all just a game. Like right, right. the last <laughs> last twenty minutes we we've, we've been talking. I feel like we've always ended with, well, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's a game. It's a guessing game. Yeah, the, it's it's you're hopeful for things. You you guess on what's going to happen, but truly. If you're not the one in the uh, sitting in the interview space in the room, you're not gonna know. Okay. No one's gonna know until it's reported. They don't know. So, um, but next time, I hope a little bit to talk about that general manager. I'm going to do my best, Nate Emerton. I'm gonna okay. do my best. Your best to review the top three quarterbacks Ooh. in okay. the draft, which is like big because then I feel like I have a really a good idea of what's going on with that. And okay. who I like the most, I've got a feeling, but I don't. Re- I have no idea. Daniels, I, I not even that. I have a feeling I'm not going to like Kale Williams. Yeah, I. I have a feeling. Yeah. I don't know why I have that feeling. No, I. Bec- I, I keep hearing that too. Because I feel like I, the top quarterback, I've never really, 100 percent liked in the like last mm. couple of years. Mm. Like I, w- I wasn't a full Trevor Lawrence fan. Right. I was not a Zach Wilson fan. I was not a Trey Lance fan either. Exactly. I liked. I really liked. Um, um, uh, names not coming to me. I really liked uh, Justin Fields. Yeah. I was huge on Justin Fields, and I was. I liked Mac. Well, I'm not a big draft guy, but last year, and my uh, my old roommate can attest to it. I said C.J. Stroud should go one. Oh yes, I love C.J. Stroud. Was, oh my gosh, I loved like, him so much more. Why wouldn't you go with Stroud? But, again, I was just kind of talking. I love them <laughs> way more than Bryce Young. Yeah. Thank you for bringing that up. Because yeah, I was like, I feel was like there was someone that I liked more. Oh, my gosh, I loved Stroud so much more. Okay, we won't take any more of your time. Uh, 
playoffs. Who do we think is going to win for this conference? We got, we got, we got uh, Baltimore and Chiefs. What do we think? All right. So I want, I want the Ravens. I, okay. I know I've been <laughs> caught saying I don't think Lamar is great quarterback in the playoffs. Who's proving me wrong? So good for him and yep. good for Baltimore. But I'm sick of the Chiefs. So hopefully he wins. But at the same time, <laughs> we're going back and forth. Like, like that's like Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and Kelsey. They know what they're doing. Yeah. So, so what are we, are we thinking Chiefs? <sighs> yes, I hate to say it, but yeah. Okay. I think it's going to be a very, very close game. Okay. I disagree with you. Sorry. Good. Good. I hope I'm I wrong. I think the Ravens are going to win. I hope I'm wrong. Okay. We got the Ravens going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. According to, well, for me. Yeah. Just, no, no, no. Chiefs for you, Ravens for me. And then we're going to go to the NFC. Uh, San Francisco, Detroit. What do I, you think? I'm, I want them, and I'm confident I'm going Lions. Me too. Yes. <laughs> I, I hope. Dude, I would love Love to see a Lions Ravens Super Bowl. That would be so wonderful. It would be awesome. And then so cool. I think it would low key be a blowout. I think the the Ravens Ravens are a lot. I think the Ravens are the best team out of this four right now. Like I would say that I think the Ravens are by far the best team out of this four. But again, just something about Mahomes. He knows how to take down teams. Yeah. He knows how to drag games out. Like the Ravens are a very fast paced team. Like you take the lead on the Ravens and you drag it out. Like that's what you want to do. Yeah. And Mahomes and Andy Reid, I've probably thought of that a billion better ways than I just did. <laughs> but like, like, I don't know. I think, it's, I think it's gonna be a fun weekend. Oh yeah, it'll be good. Hey, but the next time we see each other, we start chatting with everyone. It'll be right before the Super Bowl. Yeah. So we'll have to talk about that soon. Yeah. And hey, I just want to show. I just want to like straight up say, if Lamar makes the Super Bowl. My bad. <laughs> My bad. I apologize. He's been proving me wrong. The stuff I've been saying about him, he's just not doing. So I don't think I was necessarily wrong in what I was saying. He's just proving, like, hey, I'm not that guy. Trying to back your way out of the corner. Yeah, like, he's <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. But he, he's just kind of, like, he's been throwing the ball a lot better than yeah. he has in the past. And I think that's a huge difference from this year's Ravens team in the last. All right. Well, cool. Thank you all for joining Foxborough Phoenix, the Emerson and Mary era. We'll see you next time before Super Bowl. Yeah.